listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Grab your coffee, join me, because we're going to go through a subject that has been probably talked a lot about this year. Uh, But you know what? By the way people are acting, I don't think they're really grasping hold of it. You guys are a victory tribe. You guys are the faithful watching every morning. So I know this will just be an encouragement to you, but if you are watching and it's something you are battling fear, um, we're gonna nip it in the bud today. I'm gonna kick that sucker right back to hell where it belongs. All right. So I was on a um, bike ride. Yes, I ride, ride bikes. I was on a bike ride with my good friend, Tiffany Farley. (laughs) Wishing I didn't just say her name, but probably because she wishes I didn't say her name is why I said it. (laughs) Um, And she was talking, talking to me about something she had, she saw on Instagram. And uh, being a mom and, you know, most moms would think, you know, this is such a great idea. Okay, so this is what it is. People get so excited about label makers that they forget to cast out fear. Instead, they want to make everything look cute and organized. Um and that's just not the way it's got to be. And it's got to be kicked out. And so there's nothing cute about fear. There's nothing great about fear. There's nothing um, that, you know, needs to be uh, labeled uh, for fear. And so when I was riding a bike, I said, you know, fear packaged pretty is still fear. And she was like, oh, Carolyn, we should talk about that. So <laughs> I'm going to take her advice, her friendly advice. And we're going to talk about fear packaged pretty is still fear. It doesn't matter how you make it look. It doesn't matter what designer label you put on it. It doesn't matter what you do. It is a spirit. It needs to be destroyed. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, I, (laughs) I have been thinking about uh, the way people have been acting during this COVID-19. I had to like think for a second what the number was. (laughs) What year are we in? Uh, About this COVID-19 thing. And I just wanted to show you as a collaboration of what, God bless you. Oh, my son's here and he's sneezing away. of what it looks like. Okay, so we've been able to see different people. You know, I travel a lot, so I've seen a lot of things. And what I am going to show you here is true true story stuff that I've seen in airports. I've seen, you know, at the grocery store. I've seen people in... I was at the airport not long ago, and I was walking to my gate, and these people got off the airplane, and... um, they were in legit, like, zipped over their shoes, white outfits with, like, this clear 
casing in front of them, so I guess like their whole face in front of their body and it like zipped up and it went over and I thought, why are you even traveling? Just stay home, it's so ridiculous. You look like a retard. Sorry, is that, it's not politically correct. You look like an idiot. <laughs> so, got a few things here because I wanna show you what fear looks like. And you tell me if um, this is how you wanna look. Because listen, believers are not supposed to look like the report of the world, what everybody else looks like. Absolutely, we're, we're the light. We're supposed to look different. We're supposed to be the example. You know, if I'm acting like everybody else, why on earth, look like I'm getting ready to like kill somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna bust out my machete in a second. Um, why on earth would they wanna follow my Jesus if I look like everybody else? Um, so here we go. Well, see, okay, so I had to uh, try to get these goggles to fit my head today, and I accidentally broke them. I don't know my own strength. So anyway, hold on. This is a must right now, right? Right? This keeps you safe. I know like all the essential oil people out there are freaking out because this is like a deadly weapon, but I actually like Clorox wipes. <laughs> That's why they're in my studio. Um, okay, so let's see. This came from an airplane. I've yet to buy a mask, but they like to pass them out. So I actually found this in my glove compartment. So if I can do this. Doing this right. That's right, Ed. These are OJ's gloves. <laughs> I was in Florida. I, I'm from Florida. And so, um, yeah, I, I lived here during that whole trial, and that was like a big deal. All right, here we go. I'm just going to mess up my makeup. See, it's, this is ridiculous. You can't, women can't even put makeup on. You can't even probably hear me. Everyone's like asking everybody to repeat stuff five times because nobody knows what they're saying. And then when Fauci said, like, we need to have goggles, because I guess Corona can get in your eye gate. These are even better though, because look, my nose is protected. Okay. I'm just kidding. I can't breathe. <laughs> All right, guys, hold on. This is what fear looks like. I just want, I can't put it on my head. This, <laughs> this is what fear looks like. Hold on. Wait. Because what did I say? Fear pretty is still, all right, all right, guys, here we go. This is what, this is what COVID-19 is making people look like. This is what COVID-19 is making Christians look like. Forget the people who are unsaved. I don't, I'm not knocking the people who are unsaved. They don't know any better. Get them saved and let's teach them. But literally, here, I put a pretty bow on this hot mess. Did it make it look any better? Nope. 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 I am looking like a hot mess. Okay, guys, so I'm going to do my teaching like this, and I hope you guys want to serve the Jesus I serve. Will you guys listen to my message now? Because I'm, 
I'm safe. I'm using wisdom, right? I'm using wisdom. This is what gloves, okay? Gloves, mask, and here we go. This is it. So I hope you guys listen to my message today because I feel really safe in my studio. I got my Clorox wipes. No. This is insane. This is what the people of this world, hold on, I'll leave this bow on. Brooklyn, look it. You like my, you like my bow? <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> Justin, you'll have to go back and watch. Okay, so that right there, that's what the world will make you look like. Make you look dumb, makes you look foolish, makes you look scared, and that's not what we're supposed to look like. This is what we're supposed to look like. This is what we're supposed to be, confident in the word of God. So fear, dressed up with cute labels, a bow, none of it looks good. So when I was bike riding with Tiffany and she was like, you know, there was this um, person I saw on Instagram and uh, they did this whole thing the kids was go where their kids were going back to school and so she did this whole thing that uh i guess it was like in her laundry room or something like that i guess it was like in her laundry room that uh you can take them off and listen i don't know what the problem is but you're good <laughs> lots of things going on this morning not every other morning, but this morning. I wonder why. Um, and so this, this particular, I don't know if she's like a blogger or something like that, or a photographer, but she set up this thing. Her kids are going back to school. And I wanted to get this picture because I wanted to show you how it's still fear. So when, she, when her kids came back from school, before they could get into the house, they had a basket to drop off um, the dirty masks switch into a clean mask, make sure the shoes were off, their backpacks had to be sprayed, and they had to shower before they could do anything else. Before they could do anything else. I mean, isn't that insane? Look at that. But it's real pretty. Like there's a pretty bottle of hand sanitizer. I do like that basket. I know that that sign, I don't forget what those signs are called where you stick the letters on, but I mean, that's like, that's really in right now. Look, we got a pumpkin for decoration. Um, then we get the basket down there. So it's real pretty. It's set up. I mean, the, the fashion part of it, nothing's wrong with the decorations. But look what it's instilling in her children. So when they come home from school, this is what they have to do. Shoes off, swap a mask. Sanitize your hands. Now, I don't get to sanitize your hands because aren't you getting in the shower? Like, you know, we don't have to do both. It's a little extreme. Um, sanitize hands, spray backpack. Maybe we need to say, first of all, I think the sanitize hands is in the wrong spot, to be honest with you. Sanitize hands should have been at the top because if you're going to touch the other mask and your hands are dirty, right? Yeah, so. Oh, act, yeah, so shoes off, then sanitize hands should have been then swap mask, then spray your backpack, and then take a shower. Right? 
that 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 that's how it should have been. She 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 did good. She tried, but her her order was wrong. If she thought about, you know, really about germs and how they they uh, they work. Okay, so that kind of stuff is what's out there and what kids are getting instilled with. What parents feel like this is how I have to do to keep my kids safe. Now listen, I don't know if she's a believer. And so, you know, that might be perfectly normal for somebody who's not. But somebody who claims to be a Christian, who serves the same God I serve, should not be acting like that. Should not be acting like that. So we're going to go over a few things today. I'm going to start with Hebrews 13.6. Because like I said, fear packaged pretty is still fear. It doesn't matter what you make it look like. Fear is fear. It's from the devil. It's a spirit. And we're going to kick it out today. So Hebrews 13, 6. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Not the media. Not my neighbor. Not myself. Who? The Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people, what can mere men do to me? That is a verse right there that we should be standing on all the time. Because when something like this arises, like what happened in, in March, people won't be sideblinded. So this, these are verses and Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 and verses of healing and stuff that we stand on on a regular basis. So when something does happen, when a crisis does happen, we're not shocked. We're not sucker punched. We're not sideblinded. We are what? We're ready. We know. So that's why this entire time I've been completely relaxed extreme peace. I did not involve my kids in all this. Yeah, they know about it because of it's everywhere and they have to travel and they see people wearing these masks and, they, you know, we talk about it. But the first thing I told them on the plane coming home in March was, listen, you're going to see a lot of people saved and unsaved with a reaction that we, the five of us, you know, I'm responsible for my family, are not going to have. So just know, and this is how I build their faith up. I just declare it to them, and they have never thought twice about it. I said, you will never catch this virus that's out. You're not going to get sick from it. There's nothing you have to worry about. You don't need to overly wash your hands. You're not, no need for you to wear a mask. You're not going to wear a mask. And life is going to be, you know, I'm responsible for their surroundings. So I may have made their life as normal as I can make it. And honestly, you know, anyone who's been around me during this time knows that nothing has changed. We've done everything. We've gone outside. We've traveled. You know, as soon as, as, as uh, we could get back on the road, the first weekend of June, bam, whole family's out, whole family's traveling. It's normal. We're going to services as is. And that's, it, that just is what it is. Never going to wear a mask in church. Ever, 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 ever. The house of God is looked at differently. It's a house of healing. It's a house of power. It's a house of the anointing. So no masks in church. 
And so if that's someone who's, and you're doing that and you're going to church, take it off. Know what the Word of God says. You are protected. You are healed. Okay? So Hebrews 13, 6. So we can say with confidence, that's what I was able to say. See what I'm telling you? I said it with confidence to my kids. Well, how do you know that you're not going to get How do you know your kids aren't going to get it? Because Psalm 91 said, it can't come near my dwelling where I live. And that doesn't just mean my home. My dwelling, in my mind, is going to be wherever I'm dwelling at that time. I stay in a lot of hotels. It can't come near my dwelling. I'm in a lot of planes. It can't come near my dwelling. My dwelling is me. My dwelling is where I reside. So I can say with confidence. So everyone get that verse and instill it in you if you have to write it down, if you have to print it, if you have to put it on your mirror. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will have no fear. What can mere men do to me? You're not of this world. The world's not our source. You have to look at yourself as separated. And so um, a couple small things I want to give you real quick. I know a lot of people want to think about Job. And a lot of people have the wrong teaching on Job. They've read it wrong uh, or they have not even read it and they've gotten a bad teaching on it and it sounded good. Okay, see, wrong things can sound good, but if you don't back them up with the word of God and you don't search it out for yourself, it could be a demise in your life. So you're thinking one thing about the story of Job and how God did all of this stuff to him. God did it. God's fault. So you know what? God's going to do bad things to me because, you know, just like the story of Job. No. What? Job feared came upon him. What Job feared came upon him. And, you know, um, and so uh, I have a, actually, I gave this book away. uh, If any of you uh, got this book, The Law of Confession by Dr. Bill Winston. Uh, So a lot of you will know this chapter. And so there's a few things in there that he speaks about with Job that was just so good. So really there wasn't anything I needed to do separate. So I'm just going to read a few things out of his chapter on it. So you have a better understanding of the story of Job. Because, you know, what Job opened a door to, the enemy came rushing in. That's why we talk about um, my, my devotion book where it says lines, creating a boundary that the enemy cannot cross. Because if you're going to allow something with your, your words are powerful and you're going to allow the enemy to come in, then you, you think he's going to say, nah, now I've got other things to do today. He's going to run in like a mighty rushing river into your home. And the thing is, that spirit of fear has nasty, nasty, thick, strong roots. And if you don't kill it, to begin with, it, it creates a, a, di, a downward cycle of chaos. And, and it's something, you know, many people have to get delivered from. It has run rampant, especially this year. And the media has caused the spirit of fear. 
and people have opened their doors, sitting there, listening to these ding-dongs that are, you know, puppets on a string, telling you whatever they want, and you bit it, drank the Kool-Aid, and now, you know, you're over there praying for deliverance. Well, listen, shut that garbage off. Shut the garbage off. Turn the news off. Look at the weather app. You need to know the weather, look at the weather app. I mean, none of it is good right now. You already know which president you're voting for. You already know what they stand for. Get the news off. Pray. Seek the Lord. Pray for our leadership. Pray for this nation. Pray for your family. Pray for the unsaved. Get people saved. And keep that as your focus. Get the rest out. It's such garbage. I hate it. I never, ever, ever put it on in my house. Ever. Ever. I know stuff from reading some articles. I'm not ignorant to what's going on but I choose what I put in my ear gate. I choose what I see. Just like parents, you choose what you want your kids to know right now. Do the same for yourself. Okay, so we're gonna quickly go over how Job allowed the fear uh, to overtake and destroy his life. Yep, stay kingdom focused, that's right, Winona. And that's good, Laura. See, we don't ever watch the news for that reason. And that's it. Because really, there's nothing good on it. I mean, like, um, there's like, you know, local shootings, local this, local that. So not, none of it's good. All right. So here, quickly, Job had everything going for him. If you guys have this book, it's in the chapter that says, say what you believe, not what you fear. Okay. So Job had everything going for him but something was not quite right. Oh, and this is by Dr. Bill Winston, which I've mentioned the last few days, one of my favorite ministers. Okay, so we know what happened next. Job lost everything. His children were killed, his livestock were taken by enemies, and most of his servants were killed. Why? We know the Bible says in Proverbs 26:2 that a curse doesn't come without a cause. There was a reason all these terrible things happened to Job. If you go to Job 1 in verse 8, all right, the Lord declared that Job was perfect and upright, a man who feared him and turned away from evil. Then go down to verse 12, if, also if you have your Bible open. He told Satan that everything Job had was in his power, but he forbade him to touch Job himself. So we're saying that God told Satan, if you read that there, that everything Job had was in Job's power, okay? But he forbade him to touch Job himself. So see, he left the power in the hands of Job. He let Job be the master of his life. You have to be the master of your mouth, the master of your life. Because what happened to Job was because of Job's mouth, not because of God. He said, you can't touch Job because Job's in the power of that. All right, so here we see something very interesting. We can be righteous and still allow Satan to have power over what concerns us. We may be saved, right, and going to heaven, but if there's something not right, it can open the door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in our lives, right? That sounds like, you know, us maybe, or people we know. Job didn't sin or have a bad attitude. 
but also, but also didn't have a good understanding of the true nature and character of God. How many times do we fall in a trap of that? Or you know somebody that falls in a trap of that, right? Doesn't have a true understanding of his nature and character of God. That is the majority of Christians. Our God, our Savior Jesus Christ, everything about him is good. He talks about destroying the wicked and blessing the righteous all throughout the word of God, all throughout it. His goodness like never ends. He promises us a struggle-free life. He promises us goodness and prosperity and earthly things, not just spiritual blessings. He promises earthly blessings while we're here. He promises us health. So see, we have to understand the true nature of God instead of just, you know, hearing a bad teaching on Job and then let's blame God. He gives and takes away. Worst song. But you can switch it because you can think, yeah, he gives. God does give and take away. He gives good things to my life. He gives me joy. He gives me peace. He gives me love. He gives me health. And he takes away sickness. He takes away fear. He takes away death. He takes away anxiety. He takes away uh, chaos. In the chapters that follow, Job begins to see where he went wrong in his thinking and believing. Early on, he recognizes what it was that allowed the devil to have access and what was important to him. The truth came right out of his mouth. Job admitted he had been in fear about his family and had been speaking that fear for some time, which gave Satan the opportunity to come in and steal his goods and kill his children and servants. Job realized that Satan is energized, right? He lives energized. He gets excited. Like I said, you open that door, he's going to run right in. Energized by um, our words of fear. But I love what he writes next. In the same way, God is energized by our words of faith. Job had learned the hard way, but we don't have to. We don't have to. That's why I'm telling you. That's why there's teaching on this. That's why you got to get a hold of this. I don't have to learn the hard way. I don't have to get um, cancer to be compassionate for people who have cancer. I don't have to get COVID to understand what people went through during this time and to tell me that COVID's real. Never said COVID was fake. Never said it. It is a virus that's out there. It does make people sick and it has killed people. And I never said that it wasn't real. But we don't have to go through something. We don't have to learn the hard way to know that we can kill it with the authority we have through Jesus Christ, okay? I've taught my kids, don't go and um, touch that oven when you see the, the eye that's red, when you see that stovetop that's red, it will burn you and it will hurt, okay? Smart ones will learn by me teaching them and say, listen, don't, don't touch that. Mom said, don't, it's gonna burn. 
and I trust her word, what she's given to me, and I'm not going to do it. And then there's ones who will touch it, maybe touch it a few times, get blisters. You know, they've learned that it hurts, but they end up doing it again. We don't have to go through something to learn the hard way. So when you have this spirit of fear that's starting to creep up, we have the authority inside of us to kill it. Listen, it's a spirit. It's an evil spirit. What did Jesus do when he came uh, across evil spirits in the Bible? Did he tell them, like, listen, I want you to sit down with me uh, for 10 days. We're going to have every day we're going to do a teaching on it. And then, you know, by the end of the 10 days, I really believe that you're, you're going to be set free. You know, so if you want to join this class with me, Jesus, you know, I have sign-up sheets for you, and I am only taking 10 people at a time. That's all I can handle. Uh, so, what? No. Jesus rebuked the evil spirits then and there. He laid hands on them, he spoke a word, he cast them out by the power of his words. And that is the importance. That's why I wrote a book called Lines, and it's a 40-day devotional on declaring the word of God, declaring the things of God, so we can get it in our spirit, man, and know that we have authority over the things of this world. We are from a different kingdom. So that means I have the power over this world. We already have the victor of it. So what I read to you here is what Job feared allowed entrance into his life and destroyed a lot of it. And he realized, like, listen, I, I need to put a filter on my life because the goodness of God is all that he wants for me. But, you know, God's not going to force it on you. Jesus already came and died on the cross. He already gave you the gift. We taught on that yesterday. We don't need to beg for gifts. The gift has your name on it. There's a tag. To Karen. To Winona. To Brooke. To Bonnie. To Carolyn. To Madeline. To Ted. It already has our name on the package. But we have to activate by the power of our words and grab hold of that gift. So what Job feared came upon him. And then I was thinking in service last night, um, yes, Karen, you do bind it up with your words. You send it back where it's from. It's like getting a package delivery to your house of something you didn't order that's going to cost you a lot of money. Hey, I'm delivering this car to your house. It's not a gift. I need you to sign for it. But when you sign for it, I need you to give me $50,000. And then I'll leave it for you. Wait, I don't, I don't need a car. I didn't order this car. I'm not signing for this. So yes, you can bind it up with your words, send it back where it came from, return to sender, and... Get, get it out of your life. So then I was thinking last night, 
no, I always get these thoughts like during praise and worship. So people probably think like, why is Carolyn always on her phone in church during praise and worship? But when I'm singing or I'm just thinking about the Lord or his goodness or, you know, something like comes to me that and, and I was thinking of Job and what we always think, you know, what Job feared came upon him. And then I thought, you know what? Why don't we flip that? Why don't we flip what I have faith for will come upon me? I was like thinking, you know, we always say, you know, what, what, what you have fear of, what you open to, you know, it will come upon you. I thought, well, what, what if what I have faith for comes upon me? Because what I have faith for brings those gifts, brings healing into my life. I get that joy. I get that peace. I get that security when you have faith. You get that confidence when you have faith. Fear, there's nothing good from it. That's why I started this broadcast. If you're just now jumping on with trying to make it look pretty and show you how people try to package it nice. But fear is fear. And it's never to be allowed. You know, I, um, I, I am not like, when I say super spiritual, when I, it's not that I'm not super spiritual when I say that. I mean, like, I'm not a nutty Christian. I'm going to explain to you for a second. I'm not a nutty Christian. So, like, I'm not a nutty Christian with my kids when, when something happens or whatever. I'm not like, oh, hallelujah, shanda karo, da, 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 you know, and being all, like, nutty with them where they're looking at me like, what are you saying? But there was instances where... I knew that if I didn't nip something in the bud with my kids and uh, Maddie had gone through an instant uh, where she um, literally had a spirit of fear come over her and, um, and, and spirit of fear, that stuff gets triggered by something. So we were, we were out of town and we were watching this person play like the violin or something um, outside. And she was here. We were here. She was here and like stepped over a little bit to see back past somebody. And Ted and I moved like this way. And just where she turned her head, even though we weren't far, uh, she couldn't see us because somebody had like blocked her view, like her, her vision there. And it terrified her and I know that can be a scary scary feeling um but it prolonged past that trip so like it was all said and done um I could tell like she was a little shook even though we weren't far from her it was just like when she stepped over here the person next to her was in her way so when she looked left she couldn't see Ted and I um but it came home with her that was on a trip. It came home with her. So it got to the point where if I left the house to even um, go check the mail at the mailbox, literally she was running out the front door. Where are you going, Mom? I was like, what? I'm going to check the mail. And then, you know, you don't think anything of it for a little bit. But then, um, Teddy, you're enjoying your lollipop too much. My kids get in their own little world. They put a lollipop in their mouth and they're like, do, 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 do. Um, 
And so then it got to the point where it's like she was in the living room and I would go to my bedroom, you know, change, put my pajamas on, do something like that. And uh, all of a sudden, here it goes. Yes, Billion, that's how you keep your kids quiet during broadcasts. You just put a bag of lollipops by their feet. <laughs> I've learned the secret to success. Um, uh, I started noticing, I'm like, geez, Maddie, I'm like just getting my pajamas on or I'm just brushing my teeth and she, then she needs to like sit on my bed while I'm in my room. She couldn't even like be in the living room. And I realized that like, <laughs> this is not, I'm not going to just brush this off as this will go away. I'm going to address this situation because like I said at the beginning, fear will, will take hold a root, something small like that, something small that parents would just, you know, brush off and be like, oh, well, she just wants to be with you. And, um, no, it wasn't a bad dream, Billy, and it was what I was talking about, how she couldn't see me somewhere. If, but I think yep, you probably heard the story because you haven't just jumped on. Um, but, and, and it wasn't sleeping. There was no sleeping. It wasn't nighttime yet. Uh, so, you know, oh, it's just a kid being a kid. Just a kid being a kid. You know, I'm not going to think anything of it. Same thing happened with Brooklyn. She would get these thoughts, and that's what fear is. It's a what-if thought that's never even happened, and it puts you in an invisible prison. It puts you in an invisible prison. It's nothing that even happened. You know, moms get it with mommy fear. What if? What if my kid goes to the top of the slide and falls down? What if? So now you know what? We're not going to the top of the slide, not till you're 25, because you can't fall down when you're 25. I mean, just the kind of stuff. Nope, I can't let them ride their bike on the sidewalk. What if somebody was driving through the neighborhood and like drove their car on the sidewalk and, and hit them? So, sorry, you can't ride your bike. Just stay in the backyard and swim. Oh shoot, I, I really, you might drown. What if just for one second I turn my back and I know you're a really good swimmer, but what if this one day you hurt yourself and you can't swim? and you drown. So now, no, you can't go in the pool. Well, you know, just, just, just play, just play in your iPad. Just play, you know, in your room. No. So the what if drives people to fear. And so this thing with Maddie, I had to just let her know. We had to pray a few times. I had to repeat some things and I went over with her. I, you know, first Timothy speaks volumes. Because I had said to her, I said, if you feel uncomfortable and you feel like something's scaring you, it's not of God. It's the enemy. Because the Bible says in 1 Timothy, God very clearly, it's not like you have to read that verse and wonder. <laughs> it's very clear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So our mind should be at ease. We should be living in self-control. We have power and authority and with love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Love, when we, you know, that's a lot of things people fear. They fear because they don't know the true nature of God's love. They think they've done something too bad that they can't, um, 
that they can't ever recover from. They've done something too bad, you know, that they can't get a hold of or God just looks at them and shakes their head and he's, he's just, you know, he's embarrassed that, that that's his kid. And so that's not true. That's not true. The Lord loves you. He wants to hear from you and he's willing to help you no matter what you've done. You could do the worst thing in the world and his love for us is so rich and so pure and so real that it doesn't matter that you never have to fear of something that you've done that you can't get get yourself out of. So so with Maddie, I had to be like, listen, I'm not tolerating this. Um, I'm not allowing this to stay in our house anymore. It's not happening. Uh, you know, and, and, and kids kind of go through that in life. They kind of see some things once in a while. And like like a billion eight said, um, you know, maybe had a bad dream. It's important what you show your kids, but sometimes their imagination runs wild so they can see something not so bad and then your imagination kind of goes and you have to nip, you have to nip that in the bud because this, the spirit of fear will come in and do the what if, the what if to people. Um, you know, fear gives you the chaos feeling can give you an upset stomach. It can allow sickness into your life. It um, allows you to be an invisible prison and allows you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. I spoke on yesterday, a, a lady who was, you know, fearful of germs, which we know uh, is a thing right now. And uh, I just want to let you know, even though I'm not a scientist, but there are germs, particles floating through the air right now. Like as I speak, ready? I just breathed in a lot of germs in my nose, okay, in my lungs. Am I fearful that something's gonna happen to me? No, because it didn't happen before and it's not gonna happen now over a man-made virus that they released or anything, the flu, when it was swine, whatever, N1, H1. Um, I know, remember when I was pregnant, they had the, Z the Zika virus or something like that? It was something to do with mosquitoes. So it was like, you know, make sure there's no water and you're pregnant, so you need to get this shot because if pregnant women get the Zika virus, um, you know, you could die. I was like, didn't take any shots when I was pregnant didn't do anything different when I was pregnant because I was protected, my kids were protected. So um, we know what faith gives you. When, uh, uh, sorry, we know what fear gives you. It gives you um, uh, a control of your life that puts you in the what if. But what does faith give you? So to me, they're just like mere opposites. So I was thinking of what does faith give us? And it is the seven redemptive benefits. You know, my kids say Revelation 5.12, and anyone who's followed our ministry for a while, it's one of our things with, with Miracle Word Kids. It's a poster we make, it's on shirts. It's what my kids literally say every night before bed. And it's um, um, powerful, 
I'm wealthy, I'm wise, I'm mighty, I have honor, I have glory, I have blessing. And then they add to it, I'm healthy, I'm thankful, I'm bold, I'm a leader. Okay, so that is something that is instilled in them. So that's what faith gives us. When you say those things every day, you realize I am powerful. I have all authority, the Bible says. I'm not going to tolerate anything. I'm not tolerating uh, a stomachache and I'm not tolerating a deadly disease. So you're, you're what you tolerate at any level. So you shouldn't tolerate, you know, don't tolerate the small. If you don't tolerate the small, you won't tolerate the big. So start with the small stuff, a headache, a cold, you know, uh, a, an, an ailment, like a pain in your arm or a stomach ache or something like that. Start with that. You won't tolerate that. It offends my faith. Anyone starts to feel bad, then um, we nip it in the bud right there. So we know what fear gives us. We know what faith gives us. We went over... Uh, Second, I said First Timothy, I'm sorry, Second Timothy. Um, go with me to Psalms 34, 4. I sought the Lord. I'm going to read the Amplified Version because I like to look at all different versions. And sometimes the Amplified, I mean, they always say it speaks louder because it has more words. But it really does speak and it gives me sometimes a better explanation of a, of a verse. So Psalms 34, 4. I sought the Lord on the authority of his word and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears so look what we had to do at the beginning of that verse psalm 34 4 for any of you that uh battles fear at all who battles anxiety who battles anything like nervousness you know all that's under the same umbrella so here's fear and then the things that fall under it chaos anxious feeling unloved, uh, not trusting, uh, invisible prison. You know, here's, here's the top of the umbrella, and then those are the things that fall under it. So I sought the Lord on the authority of his word. The Bible, the word of God, has the final say. From the beginning of time, it has had the final say. What does the word of God say about your situation? All right. So I feel, um, I feel anxious. You know, that's, that's stemmed from fear. What does Philippians 4 say in there? I think it's like Philippians 4, 8 or something like that. Don't be anxious for anything. He's given us instruction in his word already to allow us to move forward in faith without fear. So... I sought the Lord on the authority of his word. I sought the Lord. I went to the Lord in prayer. I went to his word. What does his authority say over the situation that I'm going through? And he answered me. When you call to the Lord, there's never a voicemail. When you call to the Lord, he doesn't hit the red decline button. When you call to the Lord, when you search out the verses in the Bible, I think maybe I'll do a broadcast on this once about calling. But when you search uh, the word of God, when you pray, when you activate your faith, it gets his attention. And so it says, and he answered me. 
He will always answer you. He never turns his back on you and never ignores you. And it says, he delivered me from all of my fears. So today, many of you who still might battle it is going to be delivered from it because we're just not going to take the devil's mess anymore. You know, you have to say, listen, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm done with it. There always comes a point where people have to be done with something. We're done. Done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So that's what you're just going to have to say. If there's something that you're struggling with today, very simple thing to say. I'm done with it. Say it loud. I'm done with it. You want to write it in the comment section? I'm done with it. And say it loud and say it with power because then your spirit man is going to, you know, that's a simple, that's a simple saying. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. But when you say it with power, when you say it with faith and victory in your voice, when you say it from within, your spirit man is going to jump on it. I'm done with it. That's right. Write it. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Lena. I love you guys. I'm done with it. That's right, Brooke. You're done with anxiety. And if you and if you have something specific that you know for sure you're battling, like Brooke just wrote, I'm done with anxiety. Say it. Say it. His name is above every name. So his name is above anxiety. Jesus has the final say. I'm done with anxiety. I'm done with being nervous. I'm done with letting, you know, this control my life. I'm done with letting, uh, I'm done with the trust issues that I have. Because all that stems from fear. All of that stems from fear. You had a bad childhood or somebody you married, you know, it didn't go well. Or somebody you loved, somebody you trusted. And now I can't, that all stems from fear because you feel like I can't ever go to that place again because I'm ruined from that. But that is from the devil and it's a lie and it's going to end today. So I'm done with it in Jesus name. Um, I'm going to go over to Isaiah 41. I think I'm going to start with 10. And he says, don't be afraid. Why? You know, I love to take these verses and I don't like just to read them fast to you. I like to break them down because so we can study it out and see why he's saying this. Because sometimes we'll read through a verse real fast and we'll catch one thing from it, like how I just read in Psalms, but it just goes to show you how he answers. He answers every time. What? He delivered me from what? All of my fears. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So when you feel like you're at your weakest point, when you feel like you can't do this anymore, when you feel like, like, Lord, how am I going to get out of this mess? How am I going to get out of this uh, fear that's like a blanket on top of me? He holds you up with his victorious right hand. So when you feel like you can't do it anymore, that's why the Bible says, cast your cares upon me. Cast them upon me. You don't have to go and, and explain them to me. I don't need you to tell me full detail of what you have. I'm Jesus. Cast them. Take them. Bind them up. You know, like you get like a sheet. Put everything in the middle of the sheet. Take the sheet. Tie it up. 
take the whole dang thing and throw it. <laughs> I said dang, everybody. I said dang. D-A-N-G. Just so spelling it. I got a little bit of eyes in the back. I just want to make sure everyone knows that I said dang. <laughs> but take it. I'm done with it. Throw it all in the middle of that, that, whatever that is. There you go. Take it. Throw it. Done. 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 We're done with it. He said, cash your burdens. That's it. He didn't ask you to tell him about him. He didn't ask you to give him an outline. He didn't ask you for any of that. He just said, here, one and done. Take it all. At the same time, throw it to him. So we're going to go on. See all your angry enemies lie there, confused and humiliated. Anyone who opposes you will die and come to nothing. You will look in vain for those who tried to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. You feel attacked this year, right? Those who attack you, and I don't mean because somebody, you know, offended you on Facebook or made you feel bad. I mean like with sickness, disease, lies, fear, will come to nothing. For I hold you by your right hand. So his right hand is coming down to your right hand and he's lifting you up. For I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. Though you are a lowly worm, O Jacob, don't be afraid, people of Israel, for I will help you. I am the Lord, your Redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. You will be a new threshing instrument with many sharp teeth. You will tear your enemies apart, making chaff of mountains. You will toss them into the air and the wind will blow them all away. A whirlwind will scatter them. Then you will rejoice in the Lord. You will glory in the Holy One of Israel. So here at the beginning, you're feeling weak. Okay? You're feeling, okay, I, I can't do this on my own. But here, God's building you up while I'm reading that to you. He's telling you, listen, I'm going to pull you up on your feet. We're going to cast fear out. There's nothing to be afraid. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And you're done with it. And then what? Then he encourages you how you're going to have, uh, you're going to destroy your enemies. You're going to tear them apart. You're going to toss them into the air. You're going to scatter them. So here you are feeling weak. But by the end of reading the word of God, you're feeling strengthened. You're like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to take the enemy out. He's not allowed. I have authority. I'm going to tear him apart. I'm going to tell him he's not allowed. I'm going to destroy him. I'm going to slash his throat. I'm going to cut him in half. No. <laughs> I just, when I watch like fighting movies, I'm always like, yeah, that's, that's how my spirit man looks. I'm going to get my body there. I'm going to get my muscles there. I'm going to get there. When these gyms open up with this stupid no mask rule, I'm going to get to kickboxing class. But right now, I'm just saying that when I watch these movies, I get excited because my spirit man leaps and I envision that's what I look like to the enemy. That's how I'm going to take him out. I will not allow fear. I will not allow the lies of this world. And you have to make a decision. And the decision is what? I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And so I wanted to read one other thing to you before we pray. And we're going to end in a chapter that we all know oh so well. But sometimes I think we learn things at a young age and we maybe glide over it later and we don't really see the power 
that's in it anymore because maybe we, we, we've just quoted it for so long. Um, I'm not going over every verse that I have here for you, but there was something I wanted to read else to you. Oh, I think I did that one. All right, so I'm going to end with this verse. These other ones I just had this morning, but I feel like I'm going in a different direction here. So listen, ending with two things in Psalms. I love Psalms. So listen, if you feel like, sorry, my hand was over my mic, my hair. You can't hear me? <laughs> I just, you know, these mics are really finicky. It's really, these mics. I wish we didn't have to ever do mics, ever. But... <laughs> I'm getting agreement in the back about never doing mics. But listen, we're going to end in Psalms. But what I was going to say about Psalms is if uh, this is something you're battling, read through Psalms because, you know, the, the stuff that David had to go through and so much through Psalms, the Lord is saying, you know, don't be afraid. Fear not. You know, there's so much power behind that, that verse when it says fear not. And then there's actual like a period after it or there's like a dash or whatever, because that in itself at the beginning is an instruction and a commandment to us. Fear not. But the Lord is so loving and kind that he goes on to explain why we don't have to fear. But if we're going to end with Psalms 138, 2 through 3, then we're going to go to Psalm 23. I, uh, Psalm 138, 2 through 3 says, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. As soon as I pray, here we go again. What? As soon as we pray, you answer me. He's going to answer you. So we can't overthink this thing. We can't allow days, minutes, hours to go on anymore having something in our life that God's already said, listen, call upon my name and I will answer you. Call upon my name and I will answer you. And it says, as soon as I pray you answer me, you encourage me by giving me strength. So listen, praising him, Thanking him removes the feeling of fear in your life. Speaking the word removes fear in your life. Because speaking the word, you know, and that's, if you have to lay hands on yourself, he's already given us instruction that that's what we're supposed to do. To lay hands on the sick. Fear is a sickness. Fear causes sickness. Fear is an enemy of God. <clears throat> and it causes us to not have faith. And without faith, we're in disobedience to the word of God. See, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle when you start looking at how it all connects. We, it says we can't please the Lord unless we have faith. Then by not having faith, you have unbelief. Unbelief brings doubt and fear. And all of that, um, unbelief and doubt and fear, all of that then turns into sin. So see, it's a vicious cycle 
that gets you out of the things of God. So today, whoever's watching, whoever's listening, if it's a replay on the podcast, we're leaving it here. Whatever you may be battling from the past that you've brought now into here, or this year has caused you to feel fear, has caused you to feel um, anxious, who has caused you to second guess what you did before, or second, I'm telling you, this is how, this is how people <clears throat> allow fear to continue because it can be so small, so minute, but then it will grow into be big. So here's, here's the thing, because of this COVID and everything being clean, it makes people second guess, you know, grabbing a door handle, sitting in an airplane seat, you know, uh, grabbing, you know, the tray on the back of an airplane, uh, grabbing the door, uh, door handle in a bathroom, grabbing a shopping cart. You start like second guessing yourself like, oh, wait, but did you do it before COVID? No. It, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, maybe some people did. So we're going to pray for you to be delivered from the previous that you had before COVID. But I'm just saying, like, this kind of stuff has caused people to second guess even the smallest stuff. So that's why my title was, even though it looks pretty, fear is fear. It doesn't matter. That's why I joked with the label maker at the, you know, you could get the, the coolest bottles uh, for your hand sanitizer for your kids. You can, you know, they're, you're sending them to school. I'm going to get this really pretty clear bottle. It doesn't have to say hand sanitizer, but it can have like, you know, a really cool lid on it and I can put their name. Oh, even better. I just thought of one. We can get like, um, you know, like uh, their name on the bottle. Like it's written all pretty script and painted and everything like that. And, you know, then we can label maker hand sanitizer. So now your kids feel like this is something they have to have with them at, at all times. So see, I'm not against hand sanitizer. I'm against what it has caused people to second guess and feel in their life. So see, I go to the extreme. When I go to the store, I purposely grab the dirty, unwiped hand cart and I let the people know, I'm good with it. This is the one I want. And they look very confused and very, you know, but these people have extra jobs. Now they've standing there wiping down carts when they go in and then there's nobody checking people out. Just go back to the, the cashiers and so we can make this line go faster. We don't need wipe carts. You didn't wipe them before. The rain washed the germs away when the rain was outside. Just let's get back to the normal. This is not the new normal. It's not gonna stay this. So don't put that in your vocabulary. This is not the new normal. This is for this season and it's getting ready to end in Jesus name. We're not carrying it into 2021. It's ending and this is just going to be the past. And so, you know, when this whole thing came up, I, I, you've heard me say uh, I took the, any hand sanitizer that was around my house, which wasn't, you know, uh, much. It was like that stinky bath and body work stuff that my husband hates that he yells for the kids for doing. And Tiffany, too. Yes, they're in agreement on that they get the worst stinky flavors or smells and I tossed them because to me it showed the enemy listen I'm not playing this game I'm not doing what you want me to do I have no fear I didn't use this overly before I didn't wash my hands extra times and longer times before I didn't wear a mask before I wasn't super cautious before and so I'm not going to be now you 
uh, the enemy, when I say you, are, you're not going to change me. Okay? If anyone's going to change, it's going to be you. You're not going to change me. You're not going to change me. I'm rooted and grounded into the Word of God. Yes, sweet pea, Laura, is a disgusting smell. I'm surprised Bath and Body Works has not gotten rid of it by now, but it's like one of their oldies is a goodie when I come in. They're like, oh, we're bringing it back. It's like, no, just let it go. Let it die. Um, And so that's right, Kimberly. I refuse for this to be the new normal. We're letting this go. We're giving it to God. We're not operating this way, and we're not having any fear. So just ending with a, with a chapter that you guys know well. And then I'm going to read real quick the verse that I started with because I want that to stick with you. I want you to print it. I want that to go into your weekend. I want that to go into the rest of your year because we're just, we're just not doing it. We're not having it. We're not having it. Like I said, you're not changing me. When you're rooted and grounded, hey, Teddy, turn that down. When you're rooted and grounded in the things of God, when you have a solid foundation, New Testament talks about it, built on a solid foundation, you won't be moved. So this isn't moving me. I'm going on about my life the way I would before. I'm not changing because they told me to change. The only change I'll ever do is when the Holy Spirit comes to me and says, you need to work on this. You need to change this. You need to do that. He's my boss. He's who I listen to. I'm not listening to the people of this world. So Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. You know what? Uh, I don't have, oh yeah, I'm going to read it in this. This one I've got some extra underlining that I did. This was my first Bible Ted ever gave me. And like I was saying the other day, I found it again after we moved. And, you know, there's things I have in here that I don't have in my new one. So I kind of like to go back and forth. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. All right. Your family has everything that it, that it needs. You're never going to to lack. You don't need to lack. If that's in a position that you're in right now, we can get out of it. Everything that you feel like, like what she's saying, I, I'm in right now and I don't know how to get out of, that's okay. Like I said, every day is a new day. We can get out of it. Um, he lets me rest in the green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the dark valley of death. Okay, let's look at that word real quick. Walk. Not build a house in the valley. Not stay for a while in fear. Not um, decide to uh, park your car there in the dark valley of death. Fear is the devil's faith, guys. It's not for us. It's how he operates. We don't operate that way. So even when I walk through the valley of death, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You welcome me as a guest, anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness 
an unfailing love. So for you that have watched this and your fear comes from no love, you have a heavenly father that loves you, who's created you perfectly the way you are to be and use that. Find out what your purpose is in life. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So you have to look at verse six there, surely and all. Surely his goodness is following me. Not fear, not the what ifs, not chaos, not anxiety, but his goodness and unfailing love all the days of my life. Because I already have it here. I'm not, oh no, I don't. I'm going to go finish off before I pray with you with Hebrews 13, 6. Because I want you guys to really say, I'm done with this. Fear is of the devil. Fear is the spirit. Jesus cast out fear. He cast out evil spirits. But then he instructed us that when he left, that we had the ability to do the same works and greater, okay? Not waiting for the next church service, not waiting for anything. Right now, where you're watching this, we can cast out fear. Right now, we can cast out evil spirits. Right now, we can get rid of everything that's from the enemy. Right now, we don't have to wait till Sunday morning to get to church, right? You have the power, you have the ability to do it. So ending with what we started with, Hebrews 13, 6. That is why we can say with what? Confidence that the Lord is my helper. So I will not be afraid. What can mere men do to me? Write this. I'm untouchable. I'm untouchable. I'm untouchable. What can mere men do to me? I'm untouchable. It's like I have this, I live in a bubble. You know, people will make fun of you when you, when you talk about the goodness of God. And I've had people say, uh, when you're not, when you're not uh, you know, listening to the things of this world or you don't buy into the foolishness, because there's always going to be foolishness. Not like 2020 is going to be the last year of, you know, wicked men trying to do things and uh, you trying to, you know, have diseases and viruses and, you know, they've got some cooked up for, you know, another year, I'm sure. But this should be an eye-opener year for you. This should be an eye-opener year for you. And you are untouchable. And so people will mock you and say, you know, oh, you live in such a bubble. You live in such a bubble. You're, you know, you just, your head's in the clouds. You live in such a bubble. It's like, you know, yeah, literally my head's kind of are in the clouds. My mind of Christ, heavenly thoughts, his thoughts, his thoughts become out of my mouth. Uh, so yeah, I'll take my bubble. I'll take my bubble any day than what you have. Any day than what you have. So when people joke you and, and say those things like that, <laughs> Just be like, uh, yes, my shoes do match my sweater. And I just noticed that. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Psalm 23. I'm going to eat. 
the enemy is going to watch. The enemy is going to be at the table. I'm going to eat my feast. My feet are up. What, are, what, are, what people put their feet up in a position because what? They're relaxed. They're at peace. Right? It's probably cold. I wish it was hot, but we'll get there in a minute. This is how you should be right here through the rest of this year. Peace, no fear, in a relaxed position if you got to be in your bubble because that's what Psalm 23 is all about. The enemy is watching you at the table, but they can't partake in anything that you have. They just have to pass it to you. Excuse me. Pass me the salt. I'm sorry. Can you go make me another Nespresso? Why? Because I'm your boss. That's right. That's how you have to be. That's how you have to be with the enemy. No more. I'm done with it. So today as we pray, agree with me. Let's attach our faith together. Let's attach our faith together and realize that we're drawing the line in the sand. That's why my book is called Lines. I'm not like trying to plug it in here. I'm just, you know, draw a line in the sands. Confession of your life. What does the word of God say? Speak the word only. See it come into your life. See what you have in your life. Then come into someone else's life. That's the most exciting part. I feel like it's like once I learn something and I get a hold of it and it like becomes a reality in my life. And then the best is when I get people telling me saying, man, Carolyn, because I've seen you do this or you said this and I really, you know, even though I had to mull it over and kind of get used to it, I applied it or I did this and now I'm doing this and now it's becoming a reality in me and my life. That brings me so much joy because that is really truly how we're supposed to be as Christians. I want people to know my Jesus. I want people to want to serve my Jesus. But if I look like a hot mess, full of fear, scared like a sheep like everybody else, and my mouth doesn't match up with what the Word of God says, how can I win souls? Why on earth would they want to serve my Jesus when they're looking better than I do and I'm over there acting like I'm a Christian? Eh. Nope, I don't want it. I want the real stuff. I want the real deal. And I'm going to operate in the real deal. And you're going to operate in the real deal. And that's just what it is. And that is just what it is. That's right. Teresa, draw a line in the sand and speak the word only. So Heavenly Father, I come before you today. Thank you for everybody that this message fell upon their ears. Thank you that it has leaped in their spirit, man that the gift of faith, the gift of strength, victory is theirs today. Whatever they're battling in their mind, I command peace. Whatever the enemy has lied to them, I command that to be reversed out of their ear gate, to be out of their mind, and no more a thought in their head. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that everyone that's watching gets a hunger and a desire for the things of God that what I've spoken to them leaps into them and they want to go after it, that they have a fire that's burning to know what the word of God says about their life, about their health, about their finances, about their children, their marriage. Thank you, Jesus, 
that you have commanded us to fear not and we will operate. We will operate by your commands because the obedience, you bless the obedience, Father God. You bless us who live righteous and who live in obedience and we will do what your word says. You said that when we call, you will answer. So Father God, as the people listening today, call upon your name, honor their faith. As they call upon your name, they're giving you what they don't want anymore. They're casting their cares upon you and you're taking them, Lord, and you're rearranging their life. You are a God of restoration. Thank you, Father God. Father God, we love you so much. We give you all the glory and honor and praise. And we will thank you and speak your goodness, even though right now maybe some of us are looking around and we're like, you know, this is not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not feeling it. We're going to speak the word only and we're going to change our situation. We're going to change our surroundings and it's going to look pleasing to you, Lord. Thank you for all that you do for us. We love you. We honor you. And the enemy has no control over our life. No control over our life. We're putting a filter on our mouth. He's not welcome. He's not a gentleman. We're kicking him out. We're destroying fear. And it has to go now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Receive it. It is yours today. By the time you turn this broadcast off, you are not going to even sound the same. I know right now your spirit man is stirring and the gift of faith is going. And, you know, I got a lot of amens. Let's get the fire emojis going, Victory Tribe. I love you all so much. Thank you for allowing me to go into your homes, your mobile devices, your podcast avenues <laughs> this week. Um, you know, it's funny because I was telling Tiffany as I got in, I said, listen, you know, Anyone who knows my story, I've talked about being this week. I had to really, you know, I, I never wanted to preach and teach and do all this stuff. Um, I mean, not that I never wanted to. It's just I was so nervous to do anything, you know, and I had to, like, speak uh, out things and, and say stuff, you know, thinking like, oh, yeah, the Lord will never ask me. But I'll, I'll say that, you know, if you ask me, Lord, I'll do it, you know. If you ask me, Lord, behind my back, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh, then he asked me, and then I was like, oh, shoot. I have to say yes, because I can't lie, and I made a vow, and doggone it. Um, but you know what? I am so happy that I get to be with you and that um, you guys have joined me. I mean, what an honor to sit with you guys. I, I only know some of you on there, but I hope one day I get to meet all of you. You guys are a blessing in my life, a blessing in Ted's life. Uh, you're a blessing to Miracle Word Ministries. Uh, so right now I want you to, um, oh, but I was, what I was going to say, because Karen just said you're a natural. The thing is, I told Tiffany when I walked in today, I said, isn't it funny? On the morning I'm going to speak about fear. I, for some reason, was so nervous. Like my stomach started to hurt on the drive over. And I was like in the, in the car, I started laughing. I said, well, isn't that funny, Lord? When I'm here to speak specifically on the destroying the works of the enemy and on fear, because that's how the devil operates, just on. He gets right there, 
He could give you one thing, one lie, and boom, destroys your whole life because it just like grows rapidly. The root gets in in your brain and then you go and it becomes on your mouth. But I said, no, not today. Nope. I don't care. I don't care how I feel. It's gone. And it, and it lifted. But it was funny how it started to come upon me. And um, I haven't felt like that at all this, this week except for today. So there was a reason that I was talking about fear because we're done with it. We're not going to look foolish anymore. We're going to look like I did at the end, carefree, re in relaxed position, and good to go. So anyway, uh, Ted is still in Indiana uh, this week. He ends, what are we, Thursday? Wow. Uh, he ends tomorrow in Indiana, jumps on a plane on Saturday to Ohio. If you're anywhere near Botkins, Ohio, make sure uh, you are there and you be a part of the services. Uh, that's a phenomenal church uh, that he's going to and um, you can catch him there. He'll be there Sunday through Tuesday, off Wednesday, and then at their other campus on Thursday. But all of our information is on miracleword.com, uh, and you can go there on the schedule. Uh, before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to sow into Miracle Word Ministries. Thank you so much for standing with us. I know you pray for us, and we pray for you. Uh, you're helping us reach the gospel around the world and getting ready to now that you know, God has rapidly opened the doors uh, for this studio because we knew the Lord asked us to go on TV a year ago, and um, but we really needed a place to do it. Like we did the best we could at the home office. We did the, we did the best that we could. We maxed out everything. We did what we could at the home office. Uh, but we really, and then we were starting to be like, well, I guess we could go to this studio to record TV in this studio. But when God opened this door, now we're set in position and, and we're getting ready uh, to do it. So 80 plus million homes and you are uh, helping us do that. So thank you so much. Uh, you can see on the bottom ways to give to Miracle Word Ministries. You can partner with us. Uh, $85 a month. If you do that this month, we're giving away a book by my own uh, pastor, uh, Bishop Rick Thomas, and it's called Speak to the Void. Uh, that is coming to you if you go to miracleword.com forward slash uh, offer, and um, you can get that book. And honestly, that seriously is the power of your words creating, you know, like what wasn't there. It, it's in a phenomenal book on the power that you have of creation in your mouth. Because when you really think about it, everything was created. You know, this world was created with a word. Um, and then that's what we're taught in the word of God to destroy the works of our enemy with the power of our word. So make sure you get uh, that book if you haven't already. Uh, if you are sowing $1,000 or more a month, uh, starting and signing up with us. We've got this genuine uh, leather study Bible that Ted signs and sends to you along with his hardcover further faster book that he'll also sign to you. And then uh, we've got some other things in the works coming out to you as well for standing with us and just little things we wanna say thank you because we love you, we're praying for you, we appreciate you. And I know you're gonna have a fabulous um, Friday tomorrow. I will not be in the studio. It is Brooklyn's birthday. She turned seven. You want to come over here, Brooklyn? <laughs> um, 
you know, she come to the office with mommy in her jammies because it's pretty much what I have to do is pull them out of bed and say, we're going, we gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Um, tomorrow is my birthday. Oh, you cover the mic, they can't hear you. Mm. Um, yes, tomorrow she turns seven and we're gonna have a birthday celebration for her. So you'll get Ted back tomorrow. But thanks for joining me this week. I love you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate you. And you guys have a great weekend and all.